Welcome to the Motorsports in Focus podcast. I'm your host, David Santiago, joined by my co-host and producer, Joe McKinney. Hope you enjoy. All right, and we're finally back again. Joe, how are you? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Had some uh, time off. Are you tired yet? Yeah, so um, if uh, you may have missed it on the last podcast, but I had, uh, or, or my son was born uh, two weeks ago. Now, I think time's sort of uh, a blur, but it was a very exciting time. Obviously, didn't have time to do the podcast. Um, yeah, I am tired. <laughs> yeah, that happens when you have a kid. Yeah, yeah. The first, the first, the uh, twenty-four hours, and then the week after that was pretty rough. Um, but has he has he been sleeping all right? He's been sleeping pretty good uh, through the night, at least. He only sort of gets up twice, usually two, three times, okay. which is not too bad. But he's been a little bit fussy during the day, which has been tough. Um, gotcha. But yeah, no, it's awesome, man. It's uh, really exciting. And dude, the process of having a child at the hospital is a wild ride. Yes, it is. <laughs> and then they sort of just kick you out into the world, and it's like, all right, figure it out. <laughs> right. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a shock. You all of a sudden you're just like, oh my goodness, I, this is this thing's mine, and I'm responsible for this. And if this thing dies, it's entirely on me. What? Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I signed up for this. <laughs> I spent the first night in the hospital, basically uh, waking up every ten minutes and looking at him, be like, all right, he's breathing, he looks okay. All right, I'll go back to sleep. And then I sort of got in a rhythm. And then when I came back home, I ended up doing this exact same thing, except there's not a nurse on call now, and so. Right. I'm just laying there with one eye open with the like a nightlight on looking at him being like, all right, he looks okay. All right, I'll sleep for uh, a minute. <laughs> I wake up again. Okay, still doing good. All right, good, good. <laughs> have you have you gotten to, are you able to walk away from him yet? Yeah, I've, I've gotten to that point, although it bothers me. I've taken a, a couple trips out of the house and uh, left Katie home with him and um, didn't like that the first time I did that. <laughs> <laughs> Felt like I abandoned my post. <laughs> yes. Yep, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, and I was like, if something happens, it's all my fault. <laughs> but just wait, have you have you been alone with him yet? Has Katie left the house? No, no, okay. no. She had a, a lot of recovery to do, so I've sort of been. It's been a. Uh, she hasn't been able to help out as much, at least the the first week or so. She's been uh, getting better now, so. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's a new experience because you. The immediate, just overwhelming feeling of responsibility just drills you. <laughs> <laughs> like, good luck. Yeah, yeah, no. Like, oh man, I, I, I hope I have good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'll revert back to that uh, those first couple nights and be like, all right, I am gonna watch you for these three hours, the entire three hours, to make sure nothing happens to you until she gets back. <laughs> but the funny, the funny thing is too, you'll look back on a lot of the stuff and you'll be like. Oh my goodness! Why did I think that was hard, or why yeah. did I think that that was like so tiresome? <laughs> Cause, yeah, because it, it just keeps amplifying every every month. He, it, my my kid, seemingly more and more of a hassle, like not in a bad way. You got a better relationship with them as they get older, but it's like all of a sudden, it's, oh god! <laughs> I I remember those days, man. You just you hooked him up with a bottle and then you put him down and he's out. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a thing anymore. (laughs) Yeah. We're, he was that way for the first couple days and now he's been a little bit fussy, but he's still that way mostly. And I was thinking about that 
today actually and i was like you know i was like i was like what's the next stage here the next stage is i guess he's like up more often and not yes. just sleeping all the time and then i'm like okay maybe maybe that'll be good but then i was also thinking about like all the other changes i'm like i wonder how much more often he's gonna fill his diaper up i wonder if that's gonna be worse or because he's already had a near blowout which was alarming okay and uh naturally it was at the doctor's office when we went to go <laughs> for uh, I mean, you change you change a lot more diapers in the next couple of months than you do as they get older especially like this I know this is an amazing, just riveting car podcast conversation, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just like you it, at the stage that that my son's at it. You just end up maybe changing once or twice a day, and that's it. Oh, really? That's that yeah. sounds nice, actually. <laughs> well, you have you still have number one diapers, but number two, you, you you don't have to change as often, which is really the only one that's annoying. Yeah, they go number one, they fill out the diaper. You're like, okay, whatever. Yeah. But it's been a it's been an adjustment and uh, yeah, but it's it's all good. It's really, really exciting and looking forward to the future, doing stuff with them, taking them places, that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah, it's just a big, uh, big adjustment. I basically okay. have had no free time for the past two weeks, and I don't even it didn't I didn't even realize it'd been two weeks. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah. It's, uh, Do you also not realize how much free time you had before? Yes. Like, oh my goodness. I was thinking about that today because sometimes, because he's been fussy, it's like, okay, feed him. He's like still angry. He's got like a, a burp or something. He can't get up. And you finally deal with that. And then you got to change his diaper. And then he gets pissed off again. And you're like, okay, um, please go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And by the time he finally goes to sleep, you're like, oh, yes, he's calmed down. Half hour later, he's like, hey, I'm hungry again. <laughs> Jeez, I was trying to do the dishes. <laughs> Can't even keep up with the laundry. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a, it's a process, but um, it's worth it. And uh, like I said, looking forward to it. But getting back to motorsport stuff, since that's what this podcast is about. That's, but that's just a general update, what's going on. Um, haven't been able to watch anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> With all that free time, though. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, couldn't carve out a couple hours to watch the races. But um, I'm just going to say that we talk about Indy at Indy, uh, the road course, okay. and just leave it at that, not try to go back too far. Um, although not too much happened, actually, because we had F1 on summer break, and uh, nothing happening with IMSA, actually. So it's really just been IndyCar, and uh, then there's a bunch of stuff happening this next weekend. So... We'll start with Indy, and uh, yeah, I have to say it was an interesting race, judging by the highlights, since I couldn't watch the whole thing, but the first lap move that uh, Francesco made... Devlin D. Francesco, just unreal. Yeah. Unreal. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. And then obviously... Did... No, go ahead. No, he. I was just going to say he's just decided to go four wide, just, yeah, I can do this, and then did, and then just made a ridiculous move around Graham Rahal, who it's not like he's around the outside. Forward. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how yeah. he made that stick. I was, wa- I was watching it. And I was thinking, okay, he's going in the grass. There's no chance he's making this turn. And then he made it. <laughs> I was amazed. Yeah. That's just, it It was one of the best moves I've seen in racing in a really long time. Yeah. And that was really unfortunate because he ended up really far down the field and later in the race, which is weird how IndyCar works. 
You know, you have yeah. such <laughs> fair competition, but there's also just so much randomness with IndyCar. Right. Uh, so obviously, we also had a, a first lap incident involving uh, Dixon, Grosjean, and uh, who was the other guy? The white and red car. Newgarden. Well, yeah, also Newgarden. And there's one other guy, I can't remember his name. Oh, Armstrong. Yes, that's the one. And that was kind of a weird racing incident that kind of goofed a lot of people. And you would have thought all of them were screwed. I mean, Newgarden was pretty screwed. Um, Dixon ends up back of the field, basically. And then it's really crazy because Francesco, who was leading at the time after that amazing first lap lunge, ends up like way down in the field later in the race. And then Dixon comes back after spinning in like dead dead last basically and wins the thing it's amazing yeah yeah and and did so just because he was a better driver than everybody else i mean that's the thing is like he, I, I didn't ever feel like it it never looked at in anything that his lead was ever in jeopardy when he got it even as graham rahal was pushing on the last couple of laps it's like you're not catching him he's just he's just fast and you're screwed yeah even if he did, he wasn't going to pass him, I don't think. Like No, yeah. And it's, yeah, IndyCar's wild like that. It's it's amazing it how that can happen. It was a, a legit spin to win for Dixon. It it did remind me just how good um, IMS is, though. The road As course? The road course, yeah. I think it's actually a really cool road course. I do, too. I don't, it's, they ran it, I think they run it both ways, right? Earlier in the season, they ran it the other way. Am I right about that? Or uh, I know they raced there earlier in the season. I don't remember if they ran the other way or not. Okay, I could be wrong about that. But but yeah, I, I actually really like the road course. Although, there's that one section where they could have those really fast sweepers towards the end of the lap after that sort of uh, straightaway in the middle of the infield yep. Um, yep. where they take that sharper turn versus that sweeper. I think it'd be cooler if they took that sweeper, but yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. The funny thing is, every time I watch um, watch a race there, it immediately like the first two corners, I am immediately reminded of Catalonia. Mm. Every single time, I'm like, I'm just watching. Ca- oh, I'm not watching Catalonia. They are yeah. like spaced out exactly the same way. The the speed, everything. It's just it's weird. That's actually really trippy. I'm thinking about that now, and it's they are very similar actually. Like camera angles. Yeah. Everything, <laughs> huh? The track looked like I had a lot of grip too. Like, yeah, like I did. said, yeah. Francesco making that move on the outside, I did not think he was going to make that stick. And some of the guys flying through the chicanes, just throwing it in. Yeah, yeah. The was... cars look very comfortable there, like really comfortable. I feel like they do a ton of testing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but um, but yeah, it was an interesting race. It seemed um, not too much going on mid race that we saw at least in the highlights. Um, but it does have a lot of implications because new garden got taken out and he was second in the championship and Polo ended up finishing pretty good. I want to say he was second. No, not Ray Hall was second. Then award was third and, but Polo was still up there. And at the end of the race, he basically finished. Actually, I have the number. Uh, he has an advantage of 101 points over Dixon now. And so, yeah, I was, just pulling up the standings, yeah. Yeah, and Dixon uh, ju- leaped over Newgarden just barely. Um, but basically, Pelot has eight points left to win the championship and lock it out. So it's basically over outside of something really crazy happening for the championship. You mean exactly like I said 
what five weeks ago six weeks ago when we were talking about how he had won like four out of the last five and he was he had doubled up the field halfway through the season yeah exactly that yeah <laughs> it, it was over yeah but, um the, the interesting thing though i've got a, i'm looking at a points or uh, a breakdown rather of how they've earned their points the individuals mm-hmm. and so S- scott dixon has four more points than joseph newgarden um dixon has one win and eight top fives 13 top tens yeah newgarden has four wins seven top fives and 10 top tens that is weird how, like do they not value a win because <laughs> how do you get how do you have four times the amount of wins and are still losing yeah and it's, it's not like you you got one less top five and three less top tens yeah and especially with dixon like i feel like we haven't i mean he's been there throughout the season but i like if you asked me to think of how dixon did this whole season i'd be like ah, i think he was like midfield or something i mean you that's know? his first win so yeah, you wouldn't expect him to be second in the championship above like Award and uh, right. Newgarden. It's crazy, right? Yeah, McLaughlin is fourth, um, forty points back essentially, uh, with one win, one pole, one top or five top fives and eleven top tens, and then uh, Award no wins, no poles, seven top fives and eleven top tens. Yeah, which is crazy because he's ahead. See, here it is again. Look. He's ahead of Marcus Erickson by uh, 11 points. Marcus Erickson has a win. Award doesn't. Yeah. Award has seven top fives to Erickson's four. But Erickson has 12 top tens to Award's 11. That is weird. Like, it, the, like the win is the, not heavily weighted. It, no, no, not Which is all. weird because I'm pretty sure in Formula 1, a win is very heavily weighted. It's 25 points, and then second is 18, I believe. In F1? Yeah, yeah. I think it's eighteen, fifteen, and then I don't remember what the the rest are. Anyway, yeah, that's it's just interesting to to go through here and look at this and and see some like the amount the amount of the the way the poles have been dispersed. Polo, Power, Lundgaard, Herda, and Grosjean are all the leading pole sitters with two poles apiece. Wow. That's not much at all. So it's no. fairly spread out. Yeah. But then it's yeah, interesting to see. Ray Hall, Rosenquist, uh, Kirk, Kirkwood, and McLaughlin all have a poll as well. Yeah. It's really interesting how the poll times are fairly spread out amongst the drivers very evenly. But then the championship points are not. Which right. Which tells you that, or I, I suppose it tells you that... So, the cars are very even, and the drivers can compete in terms of lap time, but in terms of actual race pace and strategy, that's where the discrepancy is, which is obvious, but it's interesting to see it play out that way in terms of the numbers. Yeah, it's it it, it what's what's it makes sense to me in the sense that they, they they're going to try and pull in viewers, right? So if if your whole goal is viewers, then you might as well have a close championship. If you have a championship that's decided halfway through the season. Nobody's going to pay attention to it. Yeah. And I'm sure this is one of the few times that IndyCar, or relatively few times, IndyCar will be decided well before, well, not well before, but before the final round, which Uh is kind of crazy. Yeah. But I think the next race is an oval, and I guess um, they don't really expect 
Pillow to do that well there. But he, I mean, he just needs eight points, so who knows? Right. Yeah. I mean, just to give you an idea, I'm looking at the breakdown for Formula One. Max has eight poles. Sergio Perez has two. And then Hamilton and Leclerc each have another. Yeah. And that's it. So very big dispersion. Yeah. What's the, does he, do you have the points handy there for F1? The dispersion? Total points? Yeah. Or how they got them? Total points. Uh, yeah. Max has 314 to Perez's 189. And Perez wow. still has a 40 point lead on Alonso. So a much bigger spread, which is interesting. Yeah. Yep. Man, that's crazy. But I mean, Max has 10 wins. <laughs> that's wild. You know, yeah. <clears throat> um, after you brought up F1, there's actually uh, an interesting thing that happened, which I guess ha- has happened. I didn't notice it, but Pelot apparently signed a contract with McLaren in IndyCar to race for them next year. Have you heard about this? No. So apparently he signed a contract for McLaren to race with them in IndyCar, and but he did so even though his current contract with Chip Ganassi has this no-compete or something where he essentially can't... He's under contract with Ganassi, so he can't actually change teams. But he went and signed a contract with McLaren anyway. And now, apparently, he was like, oh, just kidding, I'm staying with Ganassi, even though I signed that contract for McLaren, which I shouldn't have been able to sign because I was still with Ganassi. (laughs) And it's caused this huge kerfluffle. And apparently McLaren... uh, has taken legal action against him because apparently they paid him like as if he was going to drive for them next year. And now he's not, which is that whole situation weird. is weird. That's really weird. And I'm not sure how to feel about that. I know it, there's not a lot of information on it. So I don't want to, I don't want to like try to assume anything, but, and I, it's just weird. Why would you go sign a contract if you knew that you couldn't, and then sign that contract and then renege on it immediately and stay with whoever you were with before. And apparently, uh, I guess with McLaren, obviously, they were sort of talking about uh, stuff like being a reserve driver for F1, sort of the roadmap to F1 for him. Yeah. And it maybe he just decided that wasn't his goal. I don't know. It's really strange. Um, so. That's odd. Yeah, I can't, I can't think of anything even similar to that in – like any other sport, that's just an odd thing to do. Yeah, and then apparently his management, uh, like his personal management, dropped him uh, because of that, which is not really, it's not motorsports related, but it's really interesting because we've talked about Pelot going to F1 and the idea of that, or does he stay at Indy and try to win the 500 and everything else? And yeah, it's weird that he, it seems like he had the opportunity to, to go for F1 and it's just turned into a mess now. Um, yeah, I didn't know that was going on. I guess that was just part of uh, IndyCar's silly season. Everybody signing contracts for the next year. So, it sounds silly as hell. That's for sure. It really does. It's a properly silly, uh, silly season uh, fact or event that has happened. So, that's that. And I actually saw a really refreshing article on F1 recently that talked about uh, competition in Formula One and how essentially the issue right now is that the regulations are too tight and which has led to if a team dominates, they dominate for a longer period because there's no opportunity 
to make any advancement on that team because the regulations are so tight. And I thought it was really refreshing to see because I'm pretty sure I've heard. That's exactly what we've been saying forever. <laughs> <laughs> is that where you were going yes, with that? Yes, exactly. Because it is eating away at me. <laughs> it's exactly what we've talked about. <laughs> yeah, know. there is a super delayed echo in this world. <laughs> and I think we just found the exact timeline for it. Holy goodness. Yeah, we've been saying that enough. for a while. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, because they... they highlighted all the stuff in history it's like yeah you know mclaren had their dominance and williams had their dominance but then another team would come in like at least the next year and do well you know it wasn't or even in between the years because they would come up with some technological advancement and (laughs) it's just funny because like you said we've been saying this for so long now and it's nice to it was a fun read for the longest time in the history of mankind. Yes. Pretty sure ever since we've been doing podcasts, like the old podcast we did before, and uh, and still now. <laughs> <sighs> but it's okay. So that means if that's the timeline, then 10 years from now, they'll actually implement something that will uh, loosen the regulations and we'll have some good competition in F1. Oh, that would be wonderful. Yeah, we just got to wait 10 years. What could go wrong? Yeah, yeah no, exactly. Nothing could go wrong in 10 years. <laughs> oh, yeah. pretty pretty silly. Um, but yeah, that's um, that's kind of it from uh, Indy and the stuff I found on F1. We have uh, Zandvoort this weekend, which should be interesting. Oh, that's this weekend? We're already done with the break? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it flew by for me. Yeah, um, I did. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, in particular, <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm i kind of surprised by it. Caught me off guard. Yeah. Should be interesting, though. I think uh, I was actually peeking at uh, what was going on in practice. Apparently, Ricardo broke his hand. So that's uh, how, not how great. How did he break his hand? Uh, a, did he crash? Yeah, in a crash. Jeez. Yeah, I can only assume like the steering wheel kind of jacked him yeah. up when he hit the wall. Yep. But, uh, but yeah, it's going to be Max's home turf. I'm sure he's going to dominate. The only real question is how well McLaren does. Since Do you think there's going to be any orange? I don't think so. No orange okay. whatsoever. I don't None. see why there would be. Yeah. Yeah. You were saying about McLaren. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just hoping they have real pace and can challenge them. And uh, we get to see a proper battle. At least someone can give Max a run for his money if Perez is just not going to be able to get it done. Yeah. Well, and... and... This is not a track that would be theoretically all that conducive to the McLaren because they do seem to be a more of a horsepower kind of get up and go vehicle than they do a handling vehicle, and this is going to be a, a very good test. Yeah, for to sure. See where their car's at. Although they did well at Silverstone, which I guess you could argue that's more of a high downforce track. Now maybe not yeah. so technical. Right. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, but other than that, I think we also have some IMSA racing, and then other than that, uh, for WEC, it's not till. Oh, actually, I was going to say not until September, and I was like, wait a second. <laughs> That's coming very, very close. That's <laughs> yeah, not far away at all. So, uh, yeah, lots of stuff to look forward to. Um, is there anything else you want to discuss? I mean, I'm all out here. I've got nothing. All right. Well, it was definitely going to be a short one. We didn't have too much to talk about. And uh, 
Yeah, Joe's busy. I'm busy. I've never been busy a day in my life. What are you talking about? Never. <laughs> so, all right, we'll uh, cut it off there. Um, this is going to be, I guess, primarily just an update video since we had such a lag between now and the last episode. So now you know what's going on. Uh, back to our regularly scheduled content next week, and there'll be a lot more to talk about. So looking forward to it. And thanks for listening. Remember that time? I need to keep a counter of every time I say watching versus listening. I mean, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. I commend myself for doing so. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we'll see you next time. Thanks for uh, listening. And uh, if you want to follow us, it's Motorsports and Focus on X, uh, <laughs> Facebook, and Instagram. Just commit to it, David. Just yeah, commit. X. You know, it's funny. I saw uh, I legit people made jokes about it being X.com and it being like kind of weird. And it literally caught me off guard the other day when I saw like a news article. It's like this video from X.com. And I was like, oh, great spam. And I was like, wait, that was a legit news site. What the heck? what are they talking? About? I was like, oh, that's Twitter. That's right. So they actually bought the domain for yeah, the letter X.com. X. Oh, my God. What did that cost? <laughs> <laughs> but it's really funny because imagine sending a link to somebody. And you send the link, and they're like, yeah, I'm not opening that link from x.com to watch a video. No thanks. Right. Yeah, yeah, it, it does It does kind of imply illicit material. It does. It's, yeah. it's just quite funny. Anyway, um, see you next time. We're out.